The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Babakama has been generously sponsored in our Dafyumi program by our good friend and patron and charter member of our Dafyumi class, Siyahu Ashar HaKohen and his dear wife, Rina, that Dazat Hashem, they will have continued Hatzlacha, Harvacha, Bechol, Maaseh, Yedehem, Biriut, Health, Happiness, Prosperity, and much Nachat from their children. May they enjoy many years of Shalom, Bayit, uh, Tranquility, and Peace of Mind. Amen, Amen. Abraham ben Esther, Hashem ben Hamid ben Eden, Amen. Today's daf is being said for Ashkenaz, Moshe ben Dinai, and for Alo. For the nefesh, for the guru, for the talker, for the Amen. We begin today's daf on Kuf Bet Amud Yishon, and we are starting on the top line. Amar Rav Kahana, Rav Kahana said ve'asim lehasaka. This subject that we said on the previous daf that stam asim, stam trees are destined for fuel. And therefore the law of Shemitah does not apply to trees. Why? Because we have a rule by Shemitah. The rule of Shemitah is what? That only things that are that Hana'atanu bi'uran ba'im ke'echad. Which means the time you're being ne'ene uh, at the time that it's being destroyed is the exact time that you're being ne'ene. When you take something for fuel you burn it first it gets destroyed then the Hana'at comes after it becomes a coal. Therefore etzim are not subject to the laws of Shemitah. The Gemara taught us before that Stam Etzim are Omed Lasakat. Therefore, the laws of Shemitah do not apply to Etzim. The Gemara says now on today's daft that that is indeed a machloket amongst the Tanaim. Gemara says Tanaehi Etanya. We have a Beraita in Muslim Perot Shviit. You're not allowed to use Perot of Shviit. For example, let's say wine, Lole Mishra for soaking Pishtan. To make the pishtan soft, you soak in a liquid. So you cannot use wine of shemitah in order to soak the uh, pishtan. Velo lichbusa, or for not for washing garments. You cannot use it as a liquid in order to wash the laundry of garments. Rabbi Yosei Omer, notin perot shemit letocha mishra, letocha kevusa. And Rabbi Yosei argues and says, indeed, you are allowed to use it for soaking purposes and for laundering purposes. Comes and says, my ta'amad rabbanan. What is the reason of the rabbis that say it's asur to use the wine for these purposes? Amar kera. Le'okhla. So the Gemara makes a diuk from Le'okhla, you can eat the product of Shemitah. Ve'lo le'mishra, banat for soaking. Le'okhla, again, eating ve'lo le'chbusa, banat for laundering. The Rabbi Yosei Omer, Rabbi Yosei says no. Amar kera lachem. Says ve'itash Shabbat ha'arz lachem. Le'chol sorchechem, for all your needs. The Rabbanan ha'me'akidiv lachem. Oh, what do the rabbis do with the word? Lachem. So the Gemara says no. Lachem dumyad le'okhla. Yeah, the lachem is similar to what the okhla is coming to include. Just like achila, the bi'ur of it, the destruction of it, and the hana'ah comes simultaneously, so to any item that's that the bi'ur and the hana'ah come simultaneously. However, yatsu mishra uchbusa shanatan achar bi'uran, which means the hana'ah of the mishra and the destruction of the of the of the Shemitah pride does not happen simultaneously, which means first um, uh, when you stick the you have the wine, let's say, in the uh, in the keli, the wine becomes destroyed once you stick the pishtan in it. But the pishtan doesn't become softened until 
later on. Well, the same thing with the, with the garment. You take the garment, you start to launder it, the, 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 the shemitah part becomes ruined right away when you start laundering with it. But the, the garment doesn't become clean till after. So therefore, lechon surkechem, only things that are like achila. That what the hana'a tanu bi'oran ba'in ke'achad. Yet through these items, Akamim say that the hana'a and the bi'u do not happen simultaneously. Oh, the bi'osah ketiv le'ochla. Oh, what does the bi'osah do with the pasuk of le'ochla? Which teaches me the Chavad of the Hana'ah and the Biur have to come sometimes. Amadecha, hu mev'ele lich netanya. He needs it for something else. Netanya, le'ochla, ve'lo lim lugma. That it's asur to use a Shemitah product for a patch, for a plaster, for, let's say, healing. And things like that. Oh, atah omeh le'ochla. You're coming to tell me that le'ochla is coming to teach me, ve'lo lim lugma, not for plastering, meaning for refuah. Oh, eno ela le'ochla ve'lo lechmusa. Maybe Leuchla is coming to exclude that Leuchla is a mutar and kibbutz and laundering is asur. Which means, who told you to be Yosef to come and exclude using the Shemitah and for plastering and allowing laundering? Maybe it's coming to say it's asur for laundering. No, because when the Pasuk says lachem, you see, you're allowed to use it for your own uses. Laundering is mutar. So what's Leuchla coming to exclude? Leuchla is the Leuchla. So the Gemara says, "Umara ita lerabot kevusa or l'tziyeta melugma." Why didn't you come say that kevusa is mutar and melugma is asur? Marbe, you could have said the opposite. You could have said that what that kevusa is asur and melugma is mutar. I mean, basically, you have two perspectives. One is the ochla, which is coming to to exclude, and one is lachem to coming to include. Why did you exclude kevusa? Well, why did you exclude melugma and include kevusa? You could have done it the opposite way. Because everybody launders. It's like eating. It's like everybody has to eat, everybody launders their clothes. So therefore, I'm going to say what? That it is going to be mutar. However, but I'm going to come to exclude because not everybody needs to put plaster on a, on a wound. Okay, so now what did we see from this long writer? We were supposed to see a machloket amongst the Tanaim legabe our etzim subject ostam etzim omed le hasaka. Where do you see in this long raya of stam etzim omdim le hasaka? So let's read Rashi, please. Yetsum mishta uchbusa. Is that long Rashi? That's the whole profile over there. She says, Well, that's, that was the last line there. That, Actually, let's go read a little more the Gemara, please. Before we go further. Who is the following Braita going? Like we have a Braita. The following Braita is Leochla velo limlugma. Oh, it says Leochla, but you cannot use it for a plaster. Leochla velo ziluf. You're not allowed to use the wine of Shemitah to sprinkle in the house in order to make a good fragrant in the house. Leochla velo laasad bemenu afiktizin. Afiktizin is a certain type of medicine that they use in order to get people to vomit and throw up. Cannot use the Shemitah product for that. Come on, who's it going like? Can it be Yosef? Right? Must be going like the Yosef. Why? 
Because the Ikar of Banan, Ikar Ami Musa. Because it was going like the rabbis, they should have added other things to the list. Laundering and soaking would be Asud as well. And the fact that the Brayta only says that Milugma is Asud, that must be going like the Biyosi, because he allows soaking and he allows laundering. So the Brayta must be going like Shitat Rabbi Yosef. Okay, now that we finish this, now we have to see this big Rashi. Yatsu Mishra Uchmusa. That's explanation, which we saw as many times. That the Hana'a happens at the time of the destruction of it. Then you can benefit before Zmanabu, but if not, not. So look at that she. Yatsu Mishra Uchmusa. The second you put a beged or a pishtan in the wine, it gets ruined. V'nivar, and it gets destroyed. V'hana'ato eno ila'ad shilosha yamim. V'dalit. Wow, sometimes it's three to four days for the soaking process to work. So the hana'ad is not until three or four days later. Ad shi'a pishtan charud. They can't beg it. Well, the beg it is clean. Good. V'hainu tana'eh. Oh, here is the makhloket amongst the tana'im. How? The rabbanan sabri, the rabbis old. Stam perot la'akhila. Stam perot are omed for eating. Anything that Dana'a and the Biura at the same time, Here's the point. Even if you pick these grapes for laundering purposes, or you pick the grapes for Mishra purposes, the Mishnah, it's not going to be like Ale Karim that we learned on yesterday's Daf that goes after the Mahshaba. Because those type of islands can go either way. So islands that can go either way, your Mahshaba can affect it. They can go either for Akhila or they can go for 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 etzim. Oh, have a perot. When it comes to fruit, staman le achila umishat yitzidatan from when they're created. Hayil kedushatan betulomehani marshabal leafkure isuran lemishla vekmisa. Which means not going to help you that you pick these grapes over here for kemisa. Which means you're right. Even though, and, and, uh, so, oh, so even though these fruit over here, when you picked them, you picked it for laundering. Still, and what? And in an atam, and in Also, the Kaurash Shemitah should not apply, but it doesn't go to the rabbis. Why is it a sud? Because Staman Omdim Le Achila. So therefore, your Mahshabah does not. Make a difference. The end they need mikushat shemit ela naadu melachila vegabe etzim nameo. So apply the sevarat etzim. What we want to apply it to? Stam etzim lahasaka nitanu. That's reverse. Stam etzim is lahasaka, and therefore, even if you're going to take it, let's say for lighting purposes, which they will have to be unan naa at the same time, still it's going to be mutar because taman ondim lehasaka. Even like the trees that we learned on yesterday's daf, the oil trees that are really used for lighting, and on lighting it's still since Taman Ondim Lehasaka Mutar. So again, get the Rabbi Shita. Again, the Rabbi Shita was wine. Wine. 
Am I allowed to launder with it? Of Shemitah, why not? Inanatan vezebain. Inanatan. Tell me, oh. What's the explanation? The explanation is, so the Gemara says that no, no. The reason why it's asur is because staman omdim le perot is la Stam yayin is omed for what? For eating. So therefore, even though I picked this yayin, not for eating purposes, I picked it for mishra, or I picked it for kivisa, it's still going to be asur, which means my kavana is not going to change it. Why? Because of the stamiyuchibo. Similarly, Therefore, it doesn't matter what my covenant when I picked the, 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 the wood. I picked the wood for what? For lighting purposes. Doesn't matter. Therefore, it's going to be mutar. Similarly, oh, and Akhira is what? Oh, but I did it for Kibisa purposes. Doesn't matter. Kostaman. So the rabbis subscribe to the Staman theory. But the Biyoseh, the Rashi finishes Big Rashi. He says, no. He says, Mahsava helps. Which is, even though Staman, it seems, is Lasaka, or Stam Perot, I should say, are Lachila, but your Mahsava will help to say, I'm doing, I'm doing it for Kivisa. And they will be Mutal. So he owes that even a stam item that's omit for something mashara will affect it, like Ali Kanim, but even more so. So therefore, the rabbis, the Biyosin, will not own the stam etzim business. Nafkamina, etzim the mashan, that you pick the etzim for lighting purposes, no good. So the Biyosin is in this case. Because bottom line, you go with the guy's mashava. Whereas the rabbi would say, I don't care your mashava, staman omdim le'asaka. So we have proven that there's indeed a machloket amongst the Tanaim, Rebbe Yosef, banan. If you go with the stam, it's in asaka or not. Comes the Gemara and says, Okay, we, we quote from the Mishnah, Rebbe Yudahomer imashiva. Okay, let's go back to the case of the Mishnah we learned earlier on yesterday's daf. We had a machloket in Rebbe Yudah and Rebbe Meir. In the case of there where a dyer got uh, tzimid, and the guy told him to dye it red, and said he dyed it black. Or he told him to dye it black, and he dyed it red. So the Bimi said, the, the guy's a gazlan, he's koneh bishinui, and therefore he has to pay, according to the tzimid, bishat, uh, that he got it. According to the Bimi, the says, no. I agree he's a gazlan, and I agree that really shinui should be koneh, but you know what, we're canassing him. Because we don't want the guy who's negligent of it. We don't want the gazlan to be now, from the shevach of this, uh, of this world that he made now, that he's going to keep the wool and just pay back uh, the wool according to the time of the Gizelah. So let me not What's the Kanas? Kanas says the guy gets his wool back and he pays the cheaper of the two prices. Cheaper of the two prices either meaning if the enhancement was cheaper than the product, which means if you, let's say it cost him three dinarim to, with the dye, cost him three dinarim, but the enhancement was five, so he only has to pay three. Or vice versa, if the enhancement was three and he spent five, he only has to pay three again. So we always give the advantage. The Mishnah's language was Yado ala tahtona. The guy that made the uh, mistake over of dyeing the wrong color, 
he's on the bottom, which means he doesn't have any advantages, and therefore he, the, uh, the owner of the tzimmon always gets the cheaper price to get it, to get it back. That's the Mahalot in Abiyudah, and Rabbi Me'i, now we begin the Gemara, Yati, Rabbi Yosef, Akhoret Rabbi Abba. Rabbi Yosef was sitting behind Rabbi Abba, when they were learning, Kamed Ravuna, when they were learning in front of Ravuna, Yativ Ravuna, Vekamar, Ravuna got up, and he said, when he was sitting and he said, Halakak Rabbi Yoshua ben Korha, Halakak Rabbi Yehuda. Okay, he said, two Halakot. Number one, we go to Rabbi Yoshua ben Korha, we don't know what that is yet, we'll see in the Gemara. And Halakak also follows Rabbi Yehuda, regarding this Mishnah, we just said, Mahog Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yehuda, Ravuna was posek like Rabbi Yehuda. Ahadirinu Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef turned his head away from the Ravuna, in anger, he turned his head away. Why? Ve'amad. Okay, so I understand, Rabbi, why you tell me that the Because over there we're going to see Rabbi Yoshua arguing with the Rabbim. So I would say, so you need to tell me, don't go like Rabbim. Rabbi Yoshua, I have no problem with you telling me that Alakha. How do we know? Rabbi Yoshua bin Kurha, Mahi, what's the case of Rabbi Yoshua bin Kurha? Detanya, Rabbi Yoshua bin Kurha Omer, Milveh Bishtar. Okay, let's, let's get the laws over there. The Guim have holidays. The holidays are based on Abu Dazara. We're not allowed to do anything that's going to cause a Goy to be, uh, give gratitude to his Abu Dazara. Because we're causing him to do an uh, Avon. Uh, so therefore, the law is like this. Let's say, uh, you lent the Goy money. You lent the money with a star, so it's guaranteed payment because you have a star, you can take it to Betin and all that. You lent him with a star, now he wants to come pay you off three days before his holiday, within three days before the holiday, you don't have to accept it. Why? Because it's a pleasure for a person to pay off his debts, and he has a certain relief. What's the guy going to do with, within three days of his holiday? He's going to come along and say, thank the gods that I was able to pay back the debt. So therefore you're not allowed to accept payment within three days, so they don't come to give a karata tov to their... God, that's only a Mavi Bishtar. Because you'll get paid after the holiday. However, if it was a Mavi al if it's verbal, and the guy's coming to pay you, you take it now. Because if you're not going to take it now, you're not going to pay it. You're going to lose it. That's the Gemara. Let's Gemara again. Let's read it again. The Tanya, the Biyosh Mekorahome. Mavi Bishtar. If you have Bishtar, you let the Goy money in the Fra'im Mehim. Which means you don't get paid before the holiday, so they don't come to give Avodah to their Avodah Zara. However, Mavi al there's no proof, it's just verbal. When the guy comes to pay you back, take it, because otherwise you're not going to get it. Well, that's the Yoshua The rabbis argue on that. So he needed to tell me that what? Which is, what do you need to tell me? Because that when you have a mahalok, it's going to be going to be So what do you need to tell me? Uh, what do you need to tell me? This. I mean, it's pashut, yeah? Gemara says, Mahloket v'acharkach setam hi. Umahloket v'acharkach setam halachak istam. Oh. Now, we have a rule. When you have, let's say, a mahloket on something. For example, our mishnah is a mahloket, the Bimir and the Bimudah. And later on, you have another mishnah that is a stam. That just brings me one of the two opinions. It's called the mahloket v'stam. What's the deen when it comes to a mahlokan and a stam? Mahlokan, mahlokan, stam, halakha, kistam. Okay? Now. Mahlokan, bebabakama. The mahlokan is now masik. Masik is bebabakama. We just read it. Litzbawa alo adom, utzbawa shachor. Shachor, utzbawa adom. That's the case where he messed up. He wanted a black and he made it red. He gave it to him red, he gave it to him red, he did black. Mahlokan, bimiromen, otenodemesamro. The bimiromen, you have to pay back according to the. 
time when they, he gave it to you, you have to pay back wool. Rabbi Yudah Omer, Af HaShevach, Yim HaShevach, Yatrad Yitziah, Noten Lo, Eta Yitziah. Rabbi Yitziah, Yitrad HaShem, Noten Lo, Eta Shevach. Which means Rabbi Yudah said, no, the person that made the mistake, the Umar is at a disadvantage. I mean, the owner only has to pay back the cheaper of the prices. Either the enhancement was cheaper, or the products that he used were cheaper. That's the Mahlok in Masechet Baba Kama. Where's the Stam? The Stam Bebaba Metziah. We didn't get to that. That's the Baba Metziah. The Tnan, Kola Mishanei Yado Ala Tachtona. That we're not going to get into now. That's basically a law that says what? I'm sorry, that is the law that we're talking about. Kola Mishanei, anybody that changes, like this guy over here, red to black, black to red, he's on the bottom. Meaning he gets this advantage, exactly like the B, Yehuda. Anybody that retracts on a deal, also his hand is on the bottom, which we'll see that in Bambitziah. But what do you see over here? We have a Stam, Ve'aharkach, Machloket. Mechila. We have a Machloket, Ve'aharkach, Stam. That was Rabbi Yosef's claim. Rabbi, what did you have to tell me? Our cousin is going to be Yehuda. It's a Machloket, Ve'aharkach, Stam. We know the rule. Machloket, Ve'aharkach, Setam. Ha'aharkach, Stam. So Pashut, our cousin is going to be Yehuda. Meaning, Ravuna came into the Mehmedraj that day, says, Rabodai, Yishu, Allah, Kazak, Rabbi Yehuda. So Rabbi Yosef turned his head. What are you telling me this here? You don't got to tell me this, Allah, I know the deen, Baba Kama is a mahlokit, Baba Metziah is a stab, mahlokit, Baka Kistam, Halakha, Kistam, right? That's the question. The Ravuna, it's Tarikh. Also, what did Ravuna have to say this for? Salka, Allah, Khamina, in Seder, the Mishnah. Ravunas felt like this. Who told you there's no order to the Mishnah? Just because this was written in Baba Kama, this was written in Baba Metziah, who said Baba Kama came first? Maybe in the order of the Mishnah, this came, uh, and therefore maybe it's not a Mahlokan and a Stam. Maybe it's a Stam, and then a Mahlokan. That's why Ravunas had to come along and say, Halakha is like Ravunas. The Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef says, what are you talking about? I don't buy that argument. Iyache, kol machloket v'chakak stamma, nema insid in the Mishnah. V'stam v'chakak mahlokiti. So what do you have a rule then? <laughs> so the uh, says in every room, you tell me machloket v'chakak stam. There's no such thing as a rule like that. Because who said insid in the Mishnah then? <laughs> so you know, no, no, no. The Ravuna, kilo aminin insid in the Mishnah, b'chada masikta. Avat re masikhtot amina. In one masikhet, if I have a machloket and a stam, I'm going to say it was written in order. There is a seder of Mishnayot in one Masechet. All Rabbi Unah was saying could be in two Masechetot, like Baba Karam, Baba Tzia'ah. Maybe that's when you say answer the Mishnah. That's why I had to come along and say, still on the Kafaz Rabbi Yudah, because it was a Mahlokan and a standard. Even in two Masechetot, there is a seder. Oh, Rabbi Yosef, Kula Nezikin, Hada Masechetahi. It's all one Masechet. Baba Karam, Tzia'ah, Batra, it's all considered Nezikin. It's all considered one Masechet. Therefore, it's Pashut. Definitely don't have to tell to me. Viva ma. Or we can say that Rabbi Yosef was pashut that what that you go like the stam mishnah baba metziah. Why? Mishum diktani la gabel ketab pesika. Because it says in the mishnah there are two laws. It says the law of kola mishanei adola tachtona, and it says also the law of kola choserbo. Now we know the law of kola choserbo. Whatever it is, it's alacha pesuka. Nobody argues on that. So from the fact that it put kola mishanei. In the same Mishnah as Kola Chozirba, we know that Kola Chozirba is Halakha Pesuka, must be Kola Mishnah is also Halakha Pesuka. Again, let's read that inside. Vibaitim HaMishub Diktani Lagabel Ketab Pesikta. Kola Mishnah Yadol HaTartona, Kola Chozirbo Yadol HaTartona. So therefore, since it put Kola Mishnah, next to Halakha Kola Chozirba, we know Kola Chozirba is Pesuka, so if you don't have to tell me this halakha is going to be It is obvious from the placement of this halakha next to a halakha pesukah 
that no, therefore the Alakad indeed follows Rabbi Yehuda. The Gemara continues. Tanur Rabbanan hanoten ma'ot l'shlucho likach lo chitin. He gave money to a shaliach in order that he should buy for him chitin and they're going to split the profits. Ve'lakach mehen se'orin. And instead the shaliach went and bought barley. Se'orin, he told him to buy se'orin. Again, they'll split the profits. Ve'lakach mehen chitin. And they took chitin. So he bought the wrong item. Tanya Hada, so we have one variety that says, Im if let's say the price of Khatin or the Sa'udin that the Shariah bought went down, the price went down, the Hatu loss. So he has to absorb the losses. The Imutiru, but if they went up, Hutiru law. So everything is the Shariah. The Shariah absorbs the gains, the Shariah absorbs the losses. The Tani Hada, we have another writer that says, In Pahatu, Pahatu law. If they go down, so the Shariah absorbs the losses because he changed. And if the price went up, they split the profits. So comes the Gemara and says, Amar So we have a stirah the Braita, basically. How do you make this deal? How does it work? Amar Rabbi Yohanan Lakashya. Ha Rabbi Meir. Ha Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yohanan, so Rabbi Yohanan says Lakashya. Ha Rabbi Meir. Ha Rabbi Yehuda. The Gemara is going to explain, but let's just review. The two she taught of Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda Mishnah. The case of it was talking about where a guy gave wool to a dyer. He told him to do it for me red, and he did it black. Or he told him black, and he did it red. So according to Rabbi Meir, the Sabah is Kone Bishinui, he's a Gazlan, and he has to pay back the wool according to the Sha'a of the Gizela. Rabbi Yehuda says, no, we're not going to reward the Gazlan that he should keep the Sheba uh, that he did. Elawat, the gazlan, the nigzal, can pay the cheaper of the two prices for the wool. Either the amount, uh, whatever cheap, either the amount that it cost him to die, or the enhancement of the wool. Whatever is cheaper, that's what he pays in order to get the wool. So the Gemara wants to say, this mahluk will be between the two braithot, by the case of the guy that changed. He gave him uh, wheat. Go invest for me, go buy wheat. And he went by Bali. So we have two braithot. One braithot says the shaliyah gets all the benefits. If it goes up, he gets the benefit. If it went down, he gets the benefit. And the other braithot says no. If it goes down, he absorbs the losses. The shaliyah, because he changed. And the prophets, they split. So the Gibraltar says, yeah, that's the mahlok of Rabbi Yudha and Rabbi Meir. How? So the Gibraltar explains. Ha, Rabbi Meir da amar shinu ikone. Right. One brighter that says what the Shaliyah gets everything is following the brighter like the Bimi'ir of the Mishnah that said what? You changed. You, oh, I told you to buy me wheat. We're partners. You bought Bali. Bali is a Shinui. You connect the Bali yourself. Whatever happens to the Bali goes up and you make profit. Goes down, goes down. Therefore, that's the Bimi'ir that says Shinui is Kone. Which means in this case we're not going to consider him a Gazlan in order that he should uh, benefit, right? Because if it goes up, what are you going to say? He's going to get the money? That's, we're not going to say that. Ela, the brighter that says that, they, the, the losses are his. It also says because he changed. And the, the prophecy has to split. It's going to be with that. It says we're not going to reward the gazlan by getting the prophets. Ela, he still has to split the prophets. So that's to be Yehuda. That's to be Let's see that she for a second. Do we have that she? Yeah, look at the top of that she. The first right is Rabbi Meir, the Amar Shinui Kone. But right is Rabbi Yehuda, the Amar Shinui Eno Kone. Umiyu, 
Im pihatu, pihatu, no. But if the price went down, then the shaliyah absorbs the whole thing. Tilav, the shadre. Right, I didn't send you to hurt me. I sent you to benefit me. You changed. Mm-hmm. So the Gabir losses, he suffers all losses. But the Gabir profits, the Buddha is going to say that they split the profits. Comes again and says, Matkifla, the Bid Azar. Who told you to learn like this? Mimai, who told you to learn like this? That this is the Bachot Rabbi Meir of Yehuda. Dilma Adkan, lo kamar bimi'ir, ela bimidi dahazile legufe. Which means, maybe the whole Machot in Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Meir is in an item that has intrinsic worth that can be used by itself. For example, Tzemir, where they argued, Tzemir you can benefit by wearing. Or let's say a chair. You gave wood to a, uh, a, 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 a carpenter to make a chair, and he made a bench. So all these items are items that you're able to use, and therefore the guy's mekpeed on what he wants. I told you I want a red sweater. He brought me a black sweater. I don't want a black sweater, red sweater. So in that case, we have a machloket between the biuda and the bimi'ir. And an item where the guy can physically benefit from, and the guy made a shinui on it, so there we have a machloket between the bimi'ir and the biuda. Is he considered a kazam? There the bimi'ir will say, you're a kazam. You made a shinui. Why? I'm giving you back a red sweater. I don't want a red sweater. I want to wear a black sweater. Therefore, you made a shinui. Therefore, in that case, the bimi'ir will say, He's koneh with the shinui, and therefore, because the balabai is, is probably makpid on such an item, therefore you just have to pay him back a shahad, ha However, aval is lo amar. But here is business. I told you to buy wheat. What I really meant is, I want to make money. So therefore, if you instead bought uh, barley, could be even a bimi'ir will agree, that what? That in this case over here, we're still partners. Because really, when I told you A, I didn't mean to the exclusion of B, in a case where I could benefit from the item physically. So when I told you I want red and you did black, I'm Macbeth. But I'm not going to be Macbeth if you instead of buying me wheat, you bought me barley and you made a profit on the barley. Okay, I'm, I'm glad. So then in that case, could be that maybe will agree with the Yehuda and say what? That even if he switched, they still split the... Prophets, because it's Chorah. Read Rashi inside. Rashi, third line. There you could say the guy's Macbeth. Exactly, I'm happy to make profit with anything. Right, and the fact that I told you wheat, and now you made bar, you bought barley, that's not a Shinui. Profit and profit. What do I care if it's profit from Hita or profit from Mali. So therefore, don't learn the two bright thought are one like to be Mir, like one like to be Yehuda. So they do the Ma'al going to be Yehuda and to be Mir. Could be even to be Mir will agree that they both split the the price. Like it's a Shinui. So we have to explain the bright thought then. So what's the shot of the two bright thought? Ela Amara, the Bihil Hazar. Habihar, be Mir. Lakashia. Kan Achila. Kan Ushora. No, good. Both are like a but it depends what the guy's covenant was. If he told him, go buy me hita to eat, and then he switched and bought se'ora, he's makpeed on that. I'm going to eat it. I don't want to eat se'orim. Therefore, when you switched, you bought it. It's yours. Therefore, you koneed the se'ora, and therefore, if it went down, you suffered a loss. If it went up, you... Because in that case over there, the guy's makpeed. But if he told him, for business, I don't care what you bought. You have profits? I'll share the profits either way. So it depends what he told him to do. Look at Rashi. Rashi says, uh, No Rashi, it's Pashut. Okay. 
So now let's review. You have, you have an answer? The answer is clear. So now the Gemara comes along. So we're basically two ways to enter these two brightot. We have Rabbi Yohanan's derech, and we have Rabbi El-Azar's derech. Let's go back to Rabbi Yohanan's derech for a second, then the Gemara is going to question Rabbi Yohanan's derech. The rest of the Gemara questions Rabbi Yohanan's derech. His derech was, Harabi Meir, Harabi Yehuda. Let's talk in Rabbi Yehuda. What's the case according to Rabbi Yehuda? The guy told him, go buy me Khatim, uh, go go partners. He went and bought Sa'udim. Okay, bought Sa'udim. Now what does he mean he bought Sa'udim? So speak it out. That means he went to a guy, and he told him, uh, I want to buy Sa'udim. He didn't tell who he's buying it for. He told him he's buying it uh, for himself. He didn't say, he didn't say anything. Buy Sa'udim. So the guy sold him Sa'udim for him. Okay, what happened to Sa'udim? Let's say it went up. So, Rabbi Yehuda said, you've got to split it with the, with the original guy. With the uh, guy that sent you. Okay, that's Rabbi Yehuda Shita. So the rabbis of Bnei Ma'arabah, the Israel, had a problem with that, how it works in mechanics. Why? Ma'achu ala b'ma'arabah. Bnei Ma'arabah, Bnei Israel, they laughed at the Yohanan's interpretation. Why? The Rabbi Yohanan alibad Rabbi Yehuda. The way Rabbi Yohanan explained Shittat Rabbi Yehuda, that even though he changed from the, what he told him to buy, they're still partners. Who told the guy that's selling the chitin that there's somebody that's a partner over here that it should be makneh, the goods to him? Again, let's give names. The Uven sends Shimon. You're my Shaliyah. Go buy Sha'urin. Okay? Shimon goes, and now there's a bar, there's a seller. Right? The seller is selling him uh, he's selling him Khatin because he switched. He's selling him a different item. So the Biuda says, Oh, they're partners. Khatin went up, they're partners. Meaning Shimon and the original guy, the Uven, they've split the profits. So the rabbis in, in Bnei Ma'arabah, they left. They said, who told this seller that's selling the Haitin to Shimon that there's even the Reuven involved? Implying that the Makneh has to know who he's selling it to. And if he doesn't know who he's selling it to, it's not going to, to go to him. Right. Now, we need to clarify this question. Rashi, please. You told me Hotiru Leemsa. You told this with the prophets. Now why is this only a problem according to the Bihanan? Why could it be uh El Azar it's good? So that she says Pishlama Rabbi El Azar Ali Bad Rabbi Meir Te Amar Bikol Dehuni Hale According to the way to be Azar, I said, I don't care what you buy. Buy Bali, buy weed, just bring me profit. That's the way he understood him. Lab right. So therefore, Shimon is not changing. And therefore, He's fulfilling the Shtihuda. That means, when he buys the, the Bali, or he buys the weed, he's fulfilling his Shtihud, and therefore the partners. Vekani Baal Ma'ot, and Rabbi Yohanan that said what? No, we consider you a Mishaneh. Rabbi Yohanan said, De'amar Mishanehu, Ve'lo'a di Shlichut, 
mean Rabbi Yohanan left on the Rabbi Yohanan said Rabbi Yohanan said bottom line you did change what you were supposed to do he told you buy wheat and you bought buy so you're a Mishaneh but I'm not going to make you a Mishaneh to the extent that you're going to corner the item for all practical purposes and that you'll be a Mishaneh partially but you still have to share the profits with the Original guy says, "Umiu shinui lokane kasha dememan kabael lemikni hai lo kananu ba mot meolam," which means Reuven never got the maot. If I'm your shaliyah, then you got it for me. If I'm not your shaliyah, because I was mishaneh, but this guy that sold it to you was not makne into the baal maot. So how did Reuven get the money? He didn't get it from you because you're a mishaneh, and he didn't get it from the guy who's selling because he didn't know he existed. So therefore, according to Rabbi Yochanan, the rabbis of Bnei Marah left. How did it get to? How did it get him? So the Gemara says, "Hey, Matkif Rav Shmuel Bar Sasrati, Yacheh Afilu Hitin Vehitin Namelo." So he asked a seemingly interesting question. Is that what I mean? You telling me what? The guy who sold it didn't notice another party. So then according to you, even if it's wheat and wheat, it should not split the profits. Because the guy who sold the wheat also didn't know there was a Reuven involved. Don't ask me from Hitin to Hitin. When you told me to buy Hitin and I bought Hitin, I'm like Reuven. So therefore when you sold me Hitin and it goes into my hands, it's like it went into the hands of Reuven, my, what they were laughing at Rabbi Hanan was, when the guy changed, and you said you split the profits, how does that work? So the Gibbara says now, Rabbi Abhu is going to prove his point. <coughs> Which is, that's going to affect characters, I don't want to lose this point here now. Rabbi Abhu is explaining the Shitab in Ma'araba. They understood the case of Hatim v'Hatim. Because when it comes to Hitin v'Hitin, I'm your Shaliyah. So therefore when I get the thing, I don't need him to know anything. I, I get the Hitin, so therefore I'm Maknir to the original guy. Right. And Rabbi Abu says, and I'll prove it to you that that's true. Teda, from a case like this. Ditnan, Masechet Ayrchim. Ehad Magdish Nechasav, Ehad Ma'arichet Atzmo. Okay, what did the guy do? One guy was Magdish all his Nechasim. He was Magdish all his uh, assets. Ehad Ma'arichet Atzmo. Another guy made his erich to the Beit HaMikdash. He donated his value, according to the Torah, every, every person has a certain value. He donated his erich to the Beit HaMikdash. Okay? Now the treasurer of the Beit HaMikdash comes to collect uh, the goods. He comes to collect the collateral. Guy says, he's 35 years old. The Torah puts a specific price of his erich. A 35-year-old male, there's a certain erich. Right? So that a gizbar of the Beit Hamikdash wants to come and get the money. So Gemara says, "En lo bichsut ishto velo bichsut banav." He cannot take his wife's clothes, nor can he take his children's clothes. Look at Ashi. "En lo le gizbar, lo bichsut ishto le mashkerot take as a collateral, b'shvila erich." Or the guy was Magdish, all his Nechassim, Lo Avi Bechlan Nechassim Nechadisho. 
Good. Next case. Velo betseva shesabar lishman. What's that case over there? That she says lishman teishtu banav. I guess he sent wool to the dyer, and he told the dyer, "I want you to make these clothes for my wife, or to make these clothes for my children." Velo besandalim hadashim shelekahan lishman. Or let's say he bought new shoes for his wife, but he never gave it to them. He just bought them. Even though they never wore them, the gizbar cannot take any of these, any of these items. So the agent works. Oh, so now the says, Which means... You're telling me that when the sabah gives the the the, the, the wool, let's get the, I'm going to give you the case clearly. The husband went and gave wool to the dyer, and his covenant was what to give it to his wife. So the deen is, if this guy makes all his items hegdish, the gizbar cannot take this wool. Why cannot take this wool? Why? Because it belongs to the Wife. wife. Why? When the sabah gives it back to the husband, he doesn't know that it's going back to the to the wife. So therefore, the chaura, why you tell me it's the wife's and the country? He doesn't know. Ella, you see what? Ella lab mishum da'amrin. And must be, because we say, the shlichute ka'avid, ubiyad uchiyad ishtodameh. That when the husband comes to pick it up, he's picking it up on behalf of the wife, wife and therefore his hand is considered like the hand of the wife. Therefore, the nechasim are not considered hegnesh. So, so too in this case over here, when the guy told the Reuven said, "Buy me hitin," and he went to buy hitin. Even though the mochel doesn't know that there's somebody else, since I'm doing it for Reuven, so shlichotayu ka'avid, so therefore the Abba proves the case of B'nei Ma'araba. Now we speak out. B'nei Ma'araba came and they laughed against the Yohana. I said, what are you talking about? In the case where the guy switched, how does Reuven get the money? Tell me he split the money. You, know, you can't say he got it from, from Shimon, because Shimon was Meshani, he changed. He didn't follow instructions. And you can't tell me the guy who sold it to him, because the guy who sold it to him didn't even know the guy existed. I thought it was about not talking about. They left. So the rabbi said, hey, what are you laughing? According to you, when the guy said, buy me Haitin, and he bought Haitin, how did he get the profits? The the Uven existed? He says, no, it's not in that case. But then Rabbi makes sense in that case. Because in that case, he was a shaliyah for the Uven. So his hand is like the Uven's hand. And I'll prove it to you, just like the case of Hegdesh. Uh, case of Hegdesh, I make all my nechashim Hegdesh. All my assets are now subject to the Gizbari, I can take anything as collateral, but not my children's clothes. Even clothes that I pick up from the, from the tailor, or pick up from the Sabah, the Gizbari cannot take those. What, Vichy, when the Gizbari gives me, does he know it's for my daughter? No. Right, why not? Right, right, the Gemara doesn't. 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 The doesn't. He gave it to him, he gave it to the father. The father's going to give it to the kid. So therefore, or to, or to, or to the wife. Oh, and still you see what? The Gizmar cannot take it. What's the pshat must be? 
Because since I'm the Shaliyah for my children, so therefore I'm, I'm like the extension of their end. So you see, that's why when it's similar to Hittim to Hittim. Rabbi Abba comes along and says, Look. Rabbi Abba comes along and says, No. Kol ha-magdish nechasav en dato al kesut eshto u-banav. Totally different reason. Really, I can argue with you that what? That really the guy needs da'at to be maknet. And really, when the guy gets the the, the the garment in his hand, it doesn't belong to his wife yet. Because really the guy didn't have da'at to be maknet to his wife yet. So then why are these items not considered hikdesh? Because in his da'at, when a guy makes things hikdesh, he does not include things that are going to belong to his wife, or things that he bought for his wife. Really, I can tell you the husband really owns it now. But stuff that he bought to give to his wife, or to give to his children, these items are not included. So if we have no, you have no ra'ayah. But kif, like I understand, which is really I can tell you, that what? My question is a good question. The hitin, who is makneh the hitin to the uven? Oh, it was a shaliyah. I'll bring a ra'ayah from Mekdesh. He's a shaliyah for the kids. No, I can tell you really, maybe the, 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 the garments belong to the husband still. So why then can't the gizbar take it? Because his dad is when he makes something Yigdesh, it's not going to be on things that he intends to give to his children. But he flat What are you talking about? Does a guy you think when he makes his items Yigdesh, you think his mind is to give his tefillin away to the Yigdesh? Of course, they want to wear them the next morning. And still, what does it say? If a person's magdish, all his nechasim, the gizbar can take the tefillin. So what do you see? It doesn't go with da'at. Don't tell me, oh, his da'at is on this and not on this. No, da'at, no, nothing. You say all your nechasim like this, we'll even take your tefillin. And therefore, we'll even take your daughter's item. Unless you say it really belongs to the daughters. And how are you going to say it really belongs to the daughters? Because must be that once the father took it Aminat to be the Sharia for the daughters, it goes to the daughters. Amalu Abaye in Datoshil Adam Al Tefilin Hamagdish Nikasav Savar Mitzvaka Avidna. The in Datoshil Adam Al Kisut Ishto Ubanav Mishum Eva. Which means really I could tell you. The guy's mind is not on the tefillin, meaning, give the tefillin to the gizbah. You know what? Because I'm doing a mitzvah. I'm doing a mitzvah, and therefore, I'm patur from tefillin. I don't want to tefillin. This is a mitzvah. It's a bigger mitzvah to give my money to Egdesh than to even my... And if I'm showing you how much I love Egdesh, I'm even going to put my uh, tefillin in the pile. Take everything. But when he says Egdesh, he'll be willing to give up his tefillin. But he's not going to give up his kid's clothes or his wife's clothes. Because mm-hmm. that's going to bring to Eva. Fight. That's going to bring to fight. Because he's like, hey, what you doing? You took my clothes? So therefore, really I'll tell you, since the magnet doesn't know who he's giving it to, it doesn't belong to the wife. Really it belongs to him. Also, if it belongs to him, how come the gizbar can't take it? Because in Adam, da'ato on this. But his dad was on the tefillin. He had tefillin willing to give up. He thinks he's doing the mitzvah by giving up the tefillin. But she'en ken, he's not going to give up his wife's things that are destined to come to her because he doesn't want to get involved in Eva. Okay. So comes Gibran and says, Matkif Larab Oshaya. 
Vahalo Hibe Erchim Shalinu Khan. Part of the cases we talked about in this case, not only Magdish Nechasav, one of the cases was Erchim. Why? Marikat Atzmo. And what does the Mishnah say? That the Gizbar cannot pick up the wife's stuff. Now, the Tenan, and we learned, Utnan, we learned, Hayave Erchim, Me Mashkenin Otan. You're able to take Mashkon. Vechida Toshel Adam. Oh, which means when a person makes an erich, at that time does he have kavanah that the gizbad is going to take his nechasim against his will? Of course not. Which means, and still we're saying what? Again, one of the cases was over here where he said, erki alai. What's the deal in the Mishnah when a guy says erki alai? Gizbad comes in, takes anything they want as collateral. Now when a guy said erki alai, he didn't say Higdish. Higdish, okay, Higdish, we take anything. It means Higdish. Erki alai. Did I mean that why you come collateralize all my items now? Of course he wasn't thinking that. And still what's the deen? You can go in and take out and take everything. Now, but what does it say? But you can't take the wife's clothes. The only way you can explain that is if the clothes belong to the wife. But if the clothes belong to him... They're going to become collateralized. And therefore, what's the only way it can belong to the wife? They have to say, he was the shariah when he picked it up. That even though the maknid didn't know it goes to the wife, but since he's acting on the agent of his wife, so therefore it belongs to the wife, that's why the items are not considered collateralized. But if you're going to consider it that, well, it's his, then the khalid, just like he didn't want anything to become collateralized, the shoes and all that are something to be collateralized as well. Different understanding of why, why, why he cannot take these items. Different mechanics. When I make all my items like this, it's like one second before I made it like this, I was making all these items to my children. I was making all these items to my wife. Which is really... When I go pick it up, it's mine. The guy doesn't have that. He cannot be magnated to the... doesn't go to the to, to the kids. And my shlichot does not make it to kids either. So when I picked it up from the sabah, when I picked it up from the shuman, and they never wore it yet, really it's mine. So if it's mine, why is it not the higdish? Because we say that one second before he makes his items higdish, the guy himself is magnated the goods to his children. Similarly, when a guy says, even though you can take anything against his will, but you cannot take things that don't belong to him, and this item, one second before he makes, is makhneit to his children. Which means, basically what comes out of the sugya, and, 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 and this is where it ends, B'nei Ma'arava came along, and they didn't like Rabbi Yohanan. They said, Rabbi Yohanan, you don't make any sense. You know why it don't make any sense? Because when the guy said, buy me wheat, and he bought barley, and you tell me they still split the profits, how does Reuven, the guy that sent him, have any shaykhut to the profits? He's not a shaliyah. He made a shinui. And this guy that sold him the stuff didn't know Reuven existed. So how does it work? Nah, they laughed at him. So they told back B'nai Ma'arabah, hey, according to your logic, that the makneh has to know what he's doing, and when the guy told him, buy me wheat, and he bought him wheat, did the Maknein know what he was doing? He didn't know. Who was selling to? And what's the pshat over there? So, Ben Amar Ba'in said, I think it was a Haitit, Haitit. 
He doesn't, they didn't have to know. When he gives it to him, he's the shaliyah. I'm working on behalf of the uven. So when I get the money, it's like the money is by the uven. And I'll prove it to you by the case of Ekdesh. They say, your proof from Ekdesh is not a good proof. Because there I could tell you, when the guy father went to pick up the stuff from the Sabah, the guy didn't know that it's the kids. But you'll say what? That once the father picked it up for the kid, he's the shaliyah for the kid, therefore the kid gets it. I can tell you no. That since the guy didn't know, it doesn't belong to the kid. It really belongs to the father. Oh, so then why is it not Higdesh? Because one second before he's Makdesh to the kids, when, 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 when it came to Higdesh. Therefore your Ra'ayah from Higdesh is not a Ra'ayah. But basically, Ben Imam still had a question against the Yohanan. They still had a question against the Yohanan, but there was a question against Ben Imam They tried to answer it from Higdesh, but they said, your Ra'ayah from Higdesh is not a... Is not an answer. Good. Okay, the Gemara needs just to have a little uh, clarification over here uh, between the Rabbi the Bishmuel Basasrati and Bene Ma'araba. In the sense that Bene Ma'araba had a good question. They came along and said, in the case where he says, and you said the Buhanan that according to one Brahita you split the prophets, according to the Bihuda, how do you split the prophets? The Baal Ma'ot, he was never he was never koneh anything. Because the guy who sold it didn't know he existed. And the guy was not his Shaliyah. So they laughed. They said, Well, how can you say such a shita? So to that Sati had a question, he said, if that's if that's your logic, in the case of Hatin Vihatin also. Hatin Vihatin also the Makneh had no da'at to be Makneh. Uh, 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 to the, uh, they had no idea that there was a, there was a Ma'ala Ma'at over here. Didn't know there was a, that the Uven existed. That was his question of Shabbat Sasati. And then uh, Ben Amar answered, No, he's making a Shalihud. He was a Shaliyah for that. So Shalihud, he, he, he was a Shaliyah to buy wheat. So therefore, when he gets the wheat, it's like the Uven owns the wheat, the original guy. What was Shabbat Sasati thinking? Well, he didn't know that he was a Shaliyah. And the Pshad is like this. Shabbat Sasati was trying to explain to Yohanan's logic. He says like this. When the guy comes along and has sells uh, hatin, he, he he doesn't know that uven exists. But Rashi says that he understands it like this: the guy that's giving the money to the mocher, and the mocher is selling the hatin. The mocher's da'at is whoever the money belongs to, not necessarily the one that's giving me the money. Could be the one that. The money belongs to Kabi's another guy. So even by Haitin Bahitin, the Shwaba says that he learns this Da'at Makneh. So for that same logic, when the guy tells him buy me Haitin and he buys him Sa'urin, there's also Da'at Makneh to whoever the money belongs to. So Shwaba says that he understands there's always Da'at Makneh and you need Da'at Makneh. Therefore there's no haluk between Haitin Bahitin and Haitin Sa'urin. There is Da'at Makneh. To that, B'nai Ma'arabah, they argue. They say, in Hittin V'Hittin, you don't need Da'at Makneh. Because since he's a Shaliyah, so even if you don't have Da'at Makneh, the Shleh himself is like the Uven. When do you need Da'at Makneh? When he's not a Shaliyah. And like the case where he tells him, you buy me Hittin, you bought him He's not a Shaliyah. And the guy doesn't have Da'at. Also, how does the Uven get it? That's why they laughed at Rabbi Yohanan. But to that, the Mishra said, this is what you're laughing at. The Chaurah, 
In both cases, there's Dalad Manek. Just like in Chaitin V'Chaitin, we say that the guy is being Magnet to whoever the money belongs to, which is Reuven. Similarly, Chaitin V'Sirin also to whoever the money belongs to. So therefore we have a tremendous machloket in the way to understand Rabbi Yohanan between the Shuan Basasati and Bnei Ma'araba. Bnei Ma'araba tried to bring it Ayah from Mikdash. The Gemara negated that Ayah.